All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the stock market update. It is Monday, May 2nd, first trading day of May, and wow, we have a lot to talk about. On Friday, we had a brutal sell-off. The Dow dropped almost 1,000 points. Main reason, Amazon was down 14% after reporting a surprise loss. It was the worst month for the Nasdaq since 2008. There's more bad news from the inflation front. We'll talk about this this week. Super busy week. More earnings, the FOMC meeting, and the jobs report. So as you can see, we have a lot to talk about. Plus, we are assigned in BX, uh, Blackstone, NVIDIA, and Wells Fargo. So what is our plan? What are we doing with that? So this is what we're going to talk about today. But before we dive in and show you what is moving the market, if this is your first time, hi, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. That is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and together we have more than 47 years of trading experience. And every morning we sift through a mountain of news websites, newsletters and reports, and then we take the most important news and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. If this is your first time here, I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, but don't worry, we have a special video just for you that I will link to in the description, and that's a great place to get started. So. Before we take a look at the charts and uh, we'll show you how we are trading the markets, well, let me share something with you real quick because I just spent $1,900 and I blame my dad. <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, Mark, as you know, right now I'm adding a deck to the side of the house and I'm working with a really great contractor, Tom. And Tom really took the time to understand what I wanted to accomplish. And, uh, and I agreed to the bid that he submitted. So the next morning he showed up with his crew. I was surprised and asked, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, they said, well, he said that uh, you said the bid looked good, so we are ready to get started. And after my real estate flipping nightmare with the house on the lake, I never thought it would be possible for contractors to show up when they say they would and actually get started. I told you about That's that nice. story last week, I think. So I said, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. And I went back inside, closed the door and... Uh, made a little happy dance that it is happening. Anyhow, so Tom got to work and after a couple of hours, he knocked on the door and said, hey, can I show you something really quick? And I said, okay, sure. And I walked with him outside and he then showed me that the existing porch that we wanted to extend was completely off level. It was not just a little bit, it was so off level that it would have made a, a great marble track. <laughs> right? So I mean, and he said there are two solutions. Uh, number one, just leave it as is and build the extension off level two with the possibility of running into uh, problems in a few years or fix the existing porch, which would cost around $1,900. And for a moment, I started to feel like Tom Hanks in the movie Money Pit. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> it's a yeah, hilarious cool. movie. Anyhow. <laughs> So my first instinct was to uh, just save $1,900 and just leave everything as crooked as it is. I mean, it has been working until now, right? Uh, and who knows? Maybe I will use the port for a marble track. <laughs> but you see, my dad, he's an engineer. And he always stressed the importance of doing it right from the beginning. And when I was sure. a kid, gosh, I sometimes got annoyed with this do it right attitude of my dad. But, but I must admit... It has served me well, and uh, you know it, Mark. When, when Sergey, our software project manager, asked me for a decision, I always ask, all right, what's the right way to do it? Because, sure. I mean, I believe in high quality, and as you know, I'm determined to make this software the best trading software in the world. And 
That's why I choose to do things the right way, even if it costs more and takes a little bit more time. So thanks, Dad. But <laughs> <Okay. laughs> again, it has always served me well, uh, even though sometimes it, it's very tempting to take a shortcut. So anyhow, I decided to go with Tom's recommendation, invested the $1,900 and uh, we fixed the existing port, made the extension. When it's all done, I'll show you some pictures. It, it'll look really, really cool. Very excited about this. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it pays to do it right the first time. It really does. It does. I believe so. All right, let's see what's happening in the markets. I mean, we just talked about it. Brutal, brutal sell-off on Friday. I have the S&P 500 up here, Mark. Yeah, and I, I think you used the term bloodbath earlier, and it was, I uh, go to a five-minute chart. You, you really see that there is really no relief. Uh, we opened lower, okay, maybe a, a little push higher in the first 25 minutes of the trading session. And then it was just down, 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 down. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, this here. looks very harmless, but I mean, this is a drop of 3.6%. I mean, if you yeah. look at the NASDAQ, this drop is a drop of more than 4%, 4.17%. So, I mean, that's dramatic. That's dramatic. And this is where... For the months, <clears throat> I mean, it, it was the worst month for the for the S&P. Let's go back there since the pandemic started and for the Nasdaq since what? The crisis in 2008? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the monthly decline, 13.3% uh, decline in April, the biggest since October of 2008. Yeah. So making new lows here of the year, and I mean, new lows that we haven't seen since uh, when? Oh my gosh, look at this, yeah. That's kind of crazy, since uh, November 2020. So we're breaking that through all is. sorts of, uh, of support levels. So what, what caused this on Friday? Well, you know, it, it seems like uh, disappointing earnings and of course the inflation pressures that persist uh, were the, the two driving factors. Yeah, so we had uh, Amazon reporting earnings and Amazon, I mean, dropped, what, 14% this morning, pre-market trading down another percent and a half. So that was yeah. huge. That did not help the NASDAQ or the major indices in, in, in general with a surprise first quarter loss. Uh, so that was a big drag on the markets. Yeah, then we also had Apple. And I mean, Apple, uh, they beat earnings, but they gave a pretty bad outlook for the next few quarters. They said uh, the, the supply chain issues will cost them, what, five to eight billion in revenue? Yeah, and traders didn't like that. So you, you see that uh, they were actually up a little bit early on uh, on Friday and then just pulling back with the broad market. Yeah, so at first it looked good, but then, yeah, just being dragged down. Uh, also, Intel reported earnings and, uh, I mean, Intel just slumped here. Yeah, down uh, almost 7%, uh, finishing at uh, lows not seen since uh, November of 2020. Yeah. So, and I mean, this is where, if you look at tech stocks, I mean, earnings have been hit and miss. So earnings season is now kind of halfway over, right? And uh, I mean, thus far, it hasn't been bad for most of the companies. Yeah, with uh, 275 of the 500 S&P 500 companies reporting, 80% have actually beat estimates, 73% topping revenue expectations. But some of the, the big players have uh, done worse than expected, and that seems to be the, the draw. 
Yeah, so I mean, Netflix being one of them, uh, then of course, Amazon, uh, I mean, down pretty much for the month, 24%. And I mean, the 13 or 14% drop here added to this. Uh, but, but even uh, if, you, if you look at Meta, Facebook, I mean, also significantly down here for the months. Yep. Even though they had a good bounce after earnings. Yeah, and you know, there's part of it too. We're heading into a busy week. Uh, we, we, it's a super busy week. So we, we still have earnings uh, that, that we have uh, coming up this week, right? Who all have, do we have report earnings this week? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, I believe uh, we have, uh, let's see, we, we have Expedia, MGM, uh, Pfizer, I think Airbnb is reporting yeah. earnings, Starbucks, Lyft, Marriott, uh, so Uber, eBay, TripAdvisor. So we have a lot of travel stocks and uh, this will be interesting to see what's happening there. So we kind of have the banks out of the way. We, we have sure. tech stocks out of the way. Right now we are focusing on travel. And then usually at the tail end, this is when we will have... Uh, what retail, retail. that retail yep. is usually coming at the tail end. Yeah, but we also have a, a busy economic report, right? I mean, so if you, yeah. if you look at the at the economic report for this week, uh, let me just bring it up here. So that's where the big one this week is the FOMC meeting. It is, but I mean, just busy week all in all. I mean, FOMC on Wednesday. So the, the Fed having their two-day policy meeting starting on Tuesday, wrapping up Wednesday. You have the, the press conference and the statement there. That that will be the focus. But you also have the uh, monthly jobs report on Friday. And uh, I mean, those two packed in one week. That, that, that makes for a busy week. Yeah, and uh, talking about the FOMC statement, I, I mean, at, at this point, it's pretty much certain that they will raise interest rates by half a percent. I mean, the markets are factoring in a 99.8% probability. So this happening. But I think the, the important thing this week will be, okay, what is their guidance looking forward? I mean, will they continue this half, uh, half point rate hikes or um, will they signal that uh, we get 25% uh, yeah, or 0.25% rate hikes here? And I think this is important because looking ahead, I mean, right now, the markets are factoring in that they keep uh, hiking rates by half a percentage point, if you look at this, for the next few meetings. And, and Marcus, that's, you know, the the day really consists of three things. You have the, the uh, rate hike decision, right? So what the Fed decides to do, you have the Fed statement, which provides more detail on what's happening. And then you have the press conference, which involves some Q&A, right? And, and you're right. At this point, the half point is, is pretty much a done deal. Uh, but then it's the statement. What, what is expected? And, and then the Q&A, how is the Fed leaning, right? Is the yeah. Fed really concerned? And, and are they worried that they need to do more quicker, uh, which would be a bit of a surprise. I mean, we're already factoring in the half point hikes. And if three quarters is on the table, that would be a... a you know, a big, big deal. Or if they say, yeah, right now things are looking better. I don't expect that. But, you know, those are the things that those statements, the Q&A, that's what could really uh, make for a, a wild uh, session in the afternoon there. Right. So, I mean, let's see what the markets are doing pre-market here right now. I mean, going into the opening, uh, markets are super nervous. I'm bringing up the 
D-mini Nasdaq. And uh, I mean, at first in the overnight session, it looked like we are pushing higher than we see the sell off here uh, that just happened like an hour ago, right now pushing higher. And we just see the, the nervousness. And I mean, none of the factors that is keeping the market down right now have been removed. If you think about it, we still have the COVID situation in China that is impacting U.S. companies. As we have seen, Apple just reported it. We still have earnings being released. So this week from travel stocks. We have the Fed, we have inflation pressure. And I mean, last week, what was it? The core PCE came out and the core PCE was also a little bit worse than expected here. So we, we have still a lot going on. We, we still have the, the conflict and uh, the war in Ukraine and Russia going on. So none of the factors that have been pushing the markets lower in April have been taking off the table. And this is why I'm not surprised to see that markets are nervous and might point to a lower opening here. Yeah, I, I checked yesterday. Futures markets opened up 3.30 Pacific time. And so uh, it looked like we were a little bit higher. And then later on in the evening, it, we saw that it was even higher. And I was thinking, OK, maybe a little bit of a rebound heading into the week. But now we're basically flat. And so uh, it it's the well, actually, we turned positive again just recently. So there you go. <laughs> in the the, yeah, the back it, and just, it just did. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. It will be super interesting. And uh, looking at our position, so uh, BX Blackstone, we got a sign there at 110. Right now in pre-market trading at 10150. So our plan is when we are assigned to sell calls against it uh, that we would do at the strike price that we got assigned, which would be 110 or above. I don't think for Blackstone this will be possible. But as soon as we get one of the factors taken off the table, I think markets could rally and they could easily pop two or three percent in a day. Sure. So, I mean, uh, I'm also in, in Macy's, so I sold. Uh, let's just uh, hop over here really quick to uh, the PowerX Optimizer. So on Macy's, uh, I entered the trade on Friday and I sold the 2250. I should mark it here on the chart. I will do that. So, but yeah, what was it? The 23 put? 23. I think Anyhow. it was 2250. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to market here on the chart. I'll, I'll do this. Uh, then we also have NVIDIA, so NVDA. And uh, this is where I got assigned at 195. So NVIDIA at 185, I might be able to sell uh, calls here today. So we'll see what happens with NVIDIA. Because if this pushes a little bit higher, let's take a look at the, the pre-market action here for NVIDIA. And uh, okay, we're still slightly down, but now that the NASDAQ is... Uh, is turning positive, we might actually be able to, to sell some calls here. So that would be interesting. And then uh, Wells Fargo. So Wells Fargo, we got assigned at uh, 44.50. Right now, a little bit up in pre-market at 43.41. So might be able to sell some calls against this today. So sure. out of the positions that we have, uh, two, we might be able to sell calls against and a few others, we might have to wait a day or two until the markets pop a little bit. But that's all according to our plan, right? I mean, no Absolutely. surprise there. Absolutely. All right. So if you would like to know exactly how we do this, how we are selling these calls and uh, how this works, I'll link to a, a few videos right here that you can take a look at and uh, we'll get ready here for trading. It will be a super interesting week. I'm super excited about this. Are you, Mark? I am. I, I think it's going to be a fun one. All right. <laughs> Have a great trading day. Take care, everybody. Happy trading.